there's a lot of music coming out of Dominican Republic, but there was not a lot of people really educated on the business mm. of music. What happens is if you don't educate yourself on the business, other people could take you and take your cre you know, creative juices or your writing skills or your publishing, everything. Like if you're a, a DJ just on the come up yep. and you've got talent, you, your stuff could get stripped. The Latinos Out Loud podcast. Guys, it is that part of the show where we, I, us, nosotros interview someone amazing. And in this case, someone's. I am so lucky right now. Okay, you see, I don't have my blinged out mic, which is like my signature, because I'm a guest at a wonderful, amazing, incredible studio out here on the island that is long, aka Long Island. Yo, I'm so excited to be here because I was an invited guest and I'm here rocking out with just two gentlemen two leaders in their own spaces. I'm going to introduce them in just a sec. Hold your horses, okay? But I was invited here to be a guest on someone else's show, and I did the show, and then they rolled out the red carpet even further to invite me to do my show, Latinos Out Loud, while we're out here. So this, people, thank you for your applause. This is LOL in LI. LOL in LI. That's it. LOL in Long Island. Um, it's great. You know, there's a different kind of smell out here. Um, but, you know, um, um, good I'm getting used to it. There's some great outlets. There's some Walmarts. And there are these two magnificent people seated to my left and right. So I'm going to introduce them right now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all laughing because y'all know what I'm talking about. You go to Jersey, you smell something different. You come out here to Long Island, you smell something different. Is there like sewage or something? That has, like all the sewage comes Pine trees, pine way. trees. We got pine trees out here. It's nature. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So seated to my right, which is your left, um, I guess, oh, yes, if you were in front of me, which you are not, um, is a very, very very smart man. Um, he is the host of an incredible show called From the Neighborhood. I've been seeing, hold on. For, uh, did I say left or right? I may have gotten the directions wrong, but he's seen it to my left. And um, yo, I've been seeing this dude on the red carpets. I've been seeing this dude at events, at industry events. He is an actor. He is trained. And his name is Anthony Fernandez. And I'm so happy to Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so confident. It's a pleasure really to be here. Latinos out loud. I guess it should be louder <laughs> because this is this is a blast off. And um, by the way, that Webby. Oh, No, listen, you, you know you're right there. And, and folks, if you haven't got your vote in, you get it. You gotta get your vote in. I mean, look at this girl. She's got talent. Vote.webbyawards.com. Yeah, I've memorized the URL. Okay. Vote.webbyawards.com. You're gonna hear it maybe 30 times in this episode. Okay, now seated to my right. I'm gonna get my directions right. Anthony, thank you. Welcome. I'm saying welcome to you. Meanwhile, we're at the same table set up that you welcomed me to before, but it's like a different space, right? Yeah, us absolutely. And I'm sitting on this side anyway, so. Oh, that's true. Oh, aside. Now, I'm in the host chair. Very different view here. It feels really good. I can see Triple R, Mac Clear. I see his hands are in motion. He's there working. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to introduce now who's seated to my right. He is a friend. He is more than a leader. He's a guide for so many people out there, DJs specifically. He is a content creator. He is an event creator. I should say franchise because the events that you do become franchises. 
That's true. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Please put your hands together for my boy Kevin Pills Montano. Thank you for having me, Kim. Wacky us out loud. Thank you for having me here in your space. This is your house. Listen. I'm in this house. Look at that sweet ass. That's right. That's true. It's been a hot minute. Anthony Pills and I have known each other for a really long time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so how far does it go back? Like Mariah, babies at Bath Fire kind of thing? Yeah. The old dirty dog, no liar. Yeah. I think it was like 06. Um, I don't remember the year because I'm really bad with year, but all I know, it was an MTV. Mundos. Mundos. Sorry. A Mundos event. Remember Mundos? Yeah, yeah. That was a while back. Yeah. I remember that. I think I got MTV Dres, that wasn't cool. That's my You stuck into that party? No, you didn't. I, I was like, yeah, I'm in the list. What's your name? Jose Lopez. All right, go. And then you know they had to have been. That was that. No, they don't care. Exactly. You were carrying a box of CDs? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was at a beautiful venue. It was at Ten Oak. Is that what the place called? Oak something? Oak Tree? Wild Oak? It was Paul and Oaks? Oaks? One of the Oaks. One of the Oaks. Wait, out here there's a bunch of trees. So was it out here? These Not even out here. It was in the, the city. All right. Because I'm like, who went to where? Am I in there? Nice. Yeah. Well, so there's history here. And then I started seeing you a long time ago, too, basically at the events. And Yeah. I would think it was like, um, I think it was about 15 years ago or something like that. It was Urban Latino. Biachi. Wow. It was Urban Latino. Urban Latino. Shout out to George. Wow. Yeah, man. Those guys are Tis are baby guys. I was a talent out there, and then there was other stuff that we did. I, I, I think there was some voiceover auditions. There were some uh, other sort of modeling type of gigs. Did you and I work on that um, PSA that they did? It was for a nonprofit, and they brought in some of the hosts from the show. Mm -hmm. And just so the Eduardos know, we were we were kind of podcasting before podcasting was a thing. You know, like there was this whole online radio yeah, thing. Yeah, you yeah. probably remember too with the DJs, and it's yeah, like online radio. That's the next thing. And so you know, there was Urban Latino Radio, and I had the Bochiche Bueno show. Wow! Shout out to everybody. Shout out to Mike and Jamie, and everybody was on there. Jerry, like it was kind of Latinos out loud, but like. You know, it's like over a decade time, right? ago. Like, they wouldn't even imagine that this is what, what it's going to be today. Like, yeah. this is amazing now. It's incredible. But I'm very, very thankful for that experience because it helped, you know, refine the craft. And right. it really helped me, like, with my hosting. And then a slew of opportunities came of it. Like, that PSA. I think we worked on that PSA. I, I, I believe it was the PSA. And I, and I think there was a couple other things uh, that I think that we did a comedy skit. Uh, and I'm not sure if it was like you were you were a talent, like when they kind of spun off the comedy, the stand up part, they had these little tiny skits, kind of like an in living color sort of thing. Right. Oh, dope. And I they think, did I think to we promote involved. the shows. Yes. That is crazy. I and we, we should that find too. that. That's like digging in the crates. Yeah. Speaking of that's crates. Dope. That's OK, let's go. Yeah. Mr. Pills. So when, does anybody call you Mr. Pills? Some people do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because they probably think that's like your real name. Nobody. knows. Nope. My, nobody knows my real name unless. They follow me like on Facebook or something. <laughs> you get a speedy ticket or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody knows. There you go. That's always been without. If it wasn't for social media, nobody would have known my real name. Damn. That's pretty funny. They're like, they're like pills, pills, pills. But nah. Were you ever a DJ? I mean, I, I've DJed before, but I've never been officially a DJ. But you have touched the turntable? Oh, of course. I didn't think I knew that. Yeah, yeah. My brother, we actually did. A, <laughs> I got hired for a New Year gig one time. Yeah. And some guy was like, I have 5,000 if you could DJ my uh, for New Year's. I was like, what? I was like, all day, let's go. I'm a lot in my hand. book DJ for dummies. I'm going to learn that right. You know, the funny thing, <laughs> yeah. back then it was CDs, right? Yeah. So I told my brother, I was like, yo, make me some CDs. 
<laughs> right? Pre-made. Pre-made. So much I diamond. Right? Yeah. No, so, it's like Billy Vanilla. No, and then I got to show up. Wait, wait. I show up to the spot, right? And then to do sound check, right? So the guy's like setting up, and I'm like, my brother told me, put the CD in, press continuum, so like that could go. Wow. I was like, all right. When I get there, the guy goes, yo, dude, where's your headphones? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's crazy. He's just like, he probably playing. It's like, yeah, that's all I played off. You know, dude, I was so nervous when the dude was like, "Where's your headphones?" I was like, "Oh, my bad, I left them in the hotel, but don't worry, tonight I got it. I don't need it." Wow. Like, yo, I gotta feel the crowd, man. I don't know how this works. I gotta be with him. I got this too. I come up, I call my boy, this DJ, to come. I was like, "Yo, come through." I got you. I got you some liquor. That's hilarious. Wow. Yo, dude, it was, you see, it was, it the, was the funniest lesson. shit. You <laughs> cannot fake the funk on a nasty duck or DJing, okay? You can't. <laughs> Word. That, that's one for the books. Yo, you made me sweat on that one. That's so great. That's I'm hilarious. so glad you shared us. That's hilarious. But those are probably things that happen in your life uh -huh. that, like, all yeah, yeah, led nah. you to this point. Mm. All led you to, like, A lot you know, of people. The educational part of it, which we're going to get into. So right. I mentioned before that you create franchises. Right. Let's tell everybody about a few of them before we get into the new ones. So there's Latin Mix. Latin Mix, the conference and awards, something that was very dear to me. Did it for 10 years um, where I put the DJs in the forefront, try to educate them with learning how to market themselves, how to utilize social media, how to utilize their craft. And they were, at the time, they were breaking, you know, records and, 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 and they were leaders, They're the influencers of today's, let's call it, you know, uh, word, I guess, influencers, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, we, I always felt that it was, it was needed for the industry that the DJs have the power and the voice. Yeah. To be able to move. So many changes in that industry, you know, not for nothing, but we also had the time where you were talking about CDs mm -hmm. and then you went over to like MP3s. Yeah. And that time where music was just out there. Remember that was that whole copyright issue with Napster, Jeez. right? Yeah, yeah. And now you go back and the DJ is still there every single time throughout all of it. The evolution. Why did the it's test a, of time. Let's call it the evolution of music. Yeah, right? whereas just, other music has felt like the impact to the point where it's like some artists are like, you know what, I'm just not going to even get into it. Mm -hmm. DJs were still there mm -hmm. and it's right. like, and they haven't gone away, but this guidance you did for them, like, what, is, what has it done with them during those times? What has it done for them? I mean, you have DJs that have made the transition that went from just regular DJs to learn how to produce and to be able to create songs. So mm. originally, when I saw the movement, I always felt that DJs on their own right were artists, right? So they have the ear to be able to put together the music that made people dance or to make them feel sad or whatever the emotion could be. But the DJ has that ear. So yeah. the evolution has changed drastically when you went from wax to everything, to, to learning how to produce and make beats. Mm -hmm. And then they became artists of their own. So I think it, you know, it helped the DJs with, with the whole transition of the, the, you know, the new, 
The technology, let's call it. And you brought up social media, too. Now that's like another tool for DJs as well to get their products out there, to get their services to market where they're going to be spinning. But that's a really good point, Anthony, that DJs continue to stand the test of time. Yeah. And we're celebrating 50 years of hip-hop. I mean, it's just evolving. Hip-hop, I don't know. Can we say hip-hop has evolved? Yeah. DJing has. I mean, hip-hop, is, is, it, it started at, you know, now it's popular music. Mm-hmm. You know, before... 50 years ago. It wasn't me. It wasn't, I it got wasn't. in trouble for listening to hip-hop when I was a kid. Like, my mom was like, you're not listening to it. They curse too much. And I was like, mom, it's educational. All right? <laughs> right. They're rhyming but and wait. speaking. Ah, like was, phonics lessons. I was like, yo, it's like your favorite fairy tale. Phonetics. It's like, you know, exactly like Mary, you know, whatever it was, uh, you know, Humpty Dumpty or whatever. And I was like, listen to the song. Right. And, you know, when Latinos especially, they're like, yo, I don't understand that stuff. But the most important thing is that Everybody from the neighborhoods, like that segue, right? Yeah, the thank you. The neighborhoods. <laughs> Shout out to Henry from the neighborhood. But every neighborhood was able to tell a story. Yeah. So a neighborhood from here, the only way they were able to relate is by the guy that would rap or mm. the DJ from mm. that neighborhood because the guy from this neighborhood... He didn't, didn't get it, right? No. He didn't go away. It's the street, it's the hustle, it's the so, grind, so, you know, to, what you so, see there. So to your yeah. point, especially what you do, which I admire, is that you oh. are bringing... Oh, you're bringing... <laughs> no, you're bringing, you're bringing the story. Every neighborhood has their own story. Yes. Right? Yeah. And the whole thing is, what makes us us is to learn about everybody's neighborhood. I can, I can already see the through line of this episode. It's <laughs> like education, and also passing of traditions and evolution. Not for, not, not for nothing. You're the DJ here. Yeah. Look, that's to your left, to your right. We're the turntables right, turn now. right now. I'm right now. She's the mixer. She's mixing it up. Yeah. Listen, I, I, listen I, feel, I feel it's important for us as, as a culture. doesn't matter if you're Dominican, Puerto Rican, Colombian, whatever. We all have a story to tell. Mm. And we all come from a different background or how we raise or whatever. Yeah. But I think that if I could share my experiences with you and with Anthony and Anthony, same thing, you could take something and say, wow, I didn't have it that bad. Oh, I had it really bad. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now it's like, look what I'm doing now. Let me help. Because that's, I think the biggest, um, and, and I'm sorry that I'm, I'm speaking what? too much. It's but, a podcast. But, that's what we do. We speak too much. But I feel Continue. that <laughs> it's all right. The fate is on that side. <laughs> I feel I feel is is important for us to to be able to express, you know, everything we went through, so we can help. Education is power. Yeah. You know what I mean. And people are afraid to get either receive because you know you got to know when to receive and when to give. Right. You know what I'm saying. But it's power. Knowledge is power, dude. Yeah, it's getting exposed. That's why it's like... Getting exposed, letting it be out there. And a lot of times people are just afraid of putting it out there too because, you know, it's like they feel like it's in like not adequate enough for like the room you enter. It's like, for example, you know, you come into the room and let's say you're the only one of your kind, whatever it is, by looks, by beliefs, mm-hmm. by thoughts. You walk into the room and you automatically feel, you know what, I don't belong. You know what, I can't really put my thoughts across. And folks in there, too, might just be like, some of them might just be embracing of it, and some of them might just be fe- fearful that you walked into the room uh-huh. and feel like, oh, my gosh, what is this? You know, like hip-hop, for example, if we were talking about that, its own style. Yeah. You know, what, what everybody that wore a certain thing a certain way, oh, they fit into this category. Be careful. Clutch your purchase. You know what I mean? Like, they can steal it from you. Like, right. And that wasn't the thing. It was, hip-hop was fashion. Hip-hop was, I mean, if we're just going to stick on that because of its anniversary, because of the 50 years... You know, you think about hip hop and it was like it was telling the stories 
about these communities that just weren't heard or embraced or accepted. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the guys couldn't even stay at hotels, right? Because it was like, no, Mm -hmm. you're not bringing that here. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, like, all of music went through that. Mm -hmm. You know, and the reality is, like, we're just speaking as a society constantly through music. Well, I want to talk more about music because we have to dial back to the franchises, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, franchises. So more music, okay? There was the Latin Remix, which was the spinoff from Latin Mix, which is where you went into the cities and furthered the education. Correct. Brought experts to the cities. Do you want to talk about that for a minute? So so I I always saw that there was a lot of DJs that could not make it to New York for the awards and for the conference. So I decided to create a 10-city tour and bring Latin Mix to them. Mm. So more of like a regional educational component where I touch the smaller markets, the B and the C markets, you know, because everybody in all the major brands only focus on the top five markets. You know what I mean? Mm. And if not, then it wasn't, you know, especially the budgets that were allocated to us was the multicultural little, you know, here and there. But Mm -hmm. I always felt that it was important for the DJ, especially to see that there was bigger opportunities out there, but they had to learn how to conduct business, you know, which is, is important. Everybody only has one pattern and then they, they use that as the only pattern that they can use. And there's so many different, you can follow different things or create your own lane. You know what I mean? You, especially now you can create your own lane. So I think that what I'm trying to do is give enough tools that depending on who you are, you use that tool so it could help you. So it's not like, I'm not trying to make you be this person. I'm trying to have you give you tools so you can educate yourself and then create your own path. Yeah, it's hard so to that's be an artist and a business person at the same time, right? Like, yeah, yeah a, a way to, has like, that brain. Yeah, right. and, I, and actually, I, I look to you because you've been in so much more than I have. Like, you know, I feel like I'm on, like, a part of life in terms of that space. But, like, you've done so much. And being a business owner, and, and you too, Kevin, I mean, like, you're, you're talking about the world of DJs, mentoring them and so forth. Like, how do you find that most people are blending into both spaces? Like, how do you do it? Well, okay, it took a while for me to grasp that I could make money with my funny, you know? So first, it's coming to terms with that. Why couldn't I be a comedian? I'm in the office, you know, way back when, before I turned or before I went from corporate to comedy, I like to say. I'm in the office making everybody laugh, you know? People would go print out their presentations and, like, have 40 copies of something running off at the printer. And guess what was adjacent to the printer? My office. So people would come and knock on my door, like, make me laugh while I wait for my printout. You know? I was like, what the hell is this? What is this? A comedy deli counter? Make me laugh. Come in, you get laugh, a dumber. Get out of here with that. Right, like, yeah. I'm like, Rayleigh, what was the, the Chris, Chris from Sopranos in the movie? Right. Make me laugh, clown. Make me laugh. What, do I look like a clown to you? We yeah. Joe Pesci? Yeah, so... That was um, really good. Yeah. Wow, like a fucking clown are you? Yeah, I can't. It's more high pitched and I'm a little hoarse today. But, yo, uh, it took a while for me to like grasp it. And then, then once I grasped it and I sort of like checked myself, like some of my heroes are doing it. If my heroes were able to do it, the comedy heroes, they're able to make living a living and write books and take care of their children. And so can I. So I had to really like, again, I use the word I used it before, like manifest making money with my funny. Yeah. 
yeah, then you take the leap. And the same thing with music too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, you got these DJs who are amazing, they're playing, and then, you know, it's like, how do you turn that into money? Like, you're not just doing people's birthday parties, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> the family's like, oh, I sabe tocar música, let's put them on, right? So like, how do you turn that around? And that's that's where you've come in, Pills, like, yeah. seriously. And, and, and it, I mean, like Rachel said, it's just finding that, um, the common... Like the sweet spot. The sweet spot. How you can fuse right. both right. and make a living out of it and right. also evolve. Right. I want to talk about evolution. Right. You want to throw something in there before no, no, we no. talk about No, go ahead. So another through line we see here is evolution. So the franchises, the events, they mm -hmm. have evolved yeah. to what is coming up at the end of April, yep. Dominicana Music Week. Yeah. Okay, a cloth. Is there some sort of... Maybe a, an air horn, some sort of, I don't know, Jamaican air horn or some sort of thing. You know what I mean? This is huge, Pills. Yeah. It's the only one without two X's, by the way. <laughs> the only one with everything has two X's, right? All the other all my, all my All my properties have two X's. Two X's at the yeah. end, right? Yeah. So Latin Mix had two X's. Everything. This. Everything. Mix. Yeah. <laughs> everything that you just Good Latino Mix. Good yeah, yeah. Dominican Music Week. Does it have like, I don't know, two K's or something? <laughs> or did you end the week with X? <laughs> it has two E's in the word it. week, that's but it. no, yeah. the X. No, but I usually, oh, I love using the two X because that's my. That's always going to be my, my, uh, I get the description. I don't know my thing. Your calling it's card. My calling card. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, my yeah, thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's my thing. Yeah. But um, Dominicana Music Week. It's the best. It was. Signal. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was a brainchild of uh, myself and um, Popey, uh Porfirio Pina. Shout out to Theo Popi. Popi. My um, Theo. Nice. We we were talking about it since like before the pandemic. We were like, we have to do something for the Dominican um, Republic. Okay. You know, I, we always felt that once again. A lot of there's a lot of music coming out of Dominican Republic, but there was not a lot of people really educated on the business mm. of music. Mm. The music is a business, even though it's a lot of passion or a lot of, you know, art when it comes to creativeness, but it's still a business. What happens is if you don't educate yourself on the business, other people can take you and take your create, you know, creative juices or your writing skills or even everything and your publishing everything so and take advantage and take advantage of that yeah so, we're talking about like taylor swift going bananas about wanting to have ownership on her stuff so imagine yeah. like if you're a, a dj just on the come up yeah. and you've got talent and you, your stuff could get stripped yeah. Sample, oh, yeah. that no, no, a writer yeah. you could be you know anything but we felt it was it was necessary for us to organize the business so in april um, 25, 26, and 27 in Santo Domingo. We're going to be doing a conference. It's three days where we are bringing experts on the field to be able to educate. We're going to do kind of like a one-on-one -on -one basic, you know, tutoring. We have master classes. We have workshops. We have roundtables. Amazing. And we're bringing, you know, all the big companies to the Dominican Republic to be able to speak and, and, and you know, whoever's sitting down, can educate themselves and and really take this opportunity to to straighten out their business and if they have any questions they could ask to the experts because they're right there. That's powerful. So, that is so powerful. That's amazing. There are artists, I'm sure, coming out of like the campo and you know what I'm saying like yeah. they go straight yeah. to the studio and they get their hit and then what? Yeah. No, I mean it's is is you know I I want to say that we've been privileged to have that talent because we have merengue. We have bachata, and then the whole world right now is doing 
merengue and bachata. That's that world, comes that from, is worldwide that's right worldwide. now. Because you have artists that are from other countries that are right. literally like throwing out merengue songs. And you're like, that is the beats that I grew up. That's the piano, yeah. right? Yeah. That you hear in the merengue songs we've been hearing since we were kids. Yeah. Right. And now it's international. Right. So, like, no, it's, it, And then that's what I'm saying. Like now we have the opportunity to bring these two big genres to the world. But we need to be able to understand how do we do it? Because if we create it and we let somebody else just run with it, you know what I'm saying? Like we have to be able to know our business. Yeah. So I think it's important for us to have those conferences. And then the reason why it's called Dominicana Music Week is because we don't want to just keep it on music. Mm. We want art. We want fashion. We want to do like a day for fashion. Mm. We have a lot of fashion designers. We have a lot of Dominican artists, painters. We have um, awesome. chefs, Dominican chefs. So we could do culinary, you know. So we, we want to be able to have the week be extended every year and bring in Dominican artists, fashion designers, whatever, yeah. and, and, and just make it grow, grow. And then have the world see our... Our, 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 art, our, our art, our craft, our craft. That talent coming out of Correct. the country. Correct. Awesome. I mean, they're hearing it. Madonna's seeing it. Okay, Madonna scooped up Tokisha. You know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's about time that yeah. you sort of like took a few steps back, right? Mm -hmm. Before everybody can move forward, maybe there needs to be a little more education injected into Correct. the system, into the process. That is brilliant. The foundation needs to be there. Mm -hmm. We need, and that's what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. We're trying to create a strong foundation so all the buildings can go up, yeah. and all those neighborhoods, como la 42, oh. <laughs> you know that like yes. it's all about. Helping those neighborhoods. Yeah, man, I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, Every time I, I say from it. the neighborhood, you gotta take a shot. <laughs> okay, alcohol or nothing. You gotta do something, man. You something. I love it though. It's true. It's a segue. It's a segue to my man Anthony. Because thank you so like much. I said, thank you so much. Yeah, I like that. I like that. This is a ping pong because there is that through line. Remember, we're talking evolution of uh, your franchises. Uh, we're talking about injecting education into the neighborhood. So, talking about the neighborhood, is that something that you also like to highlight? through your episodes. Absolutely. How Absolutely. Do you do that? I mean like I always try to get into the story of what the person's about mm -hmm. and like how did they become who they became? What what were the influences? You know, sometimes it's not just the influences of the four walls of your own home, but like the influences beyond that that made you get into that home in the first place, right? right. So you got folks who have like the immigrant story that didn't come from South America. You have folks who did come from South America, but yet the stories sound the same. Mm -hmm. If I just remove the la the label they placed on your country, you would say, oh, that guy's, you know, from whatever Same country story. that I'm from. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's a very similar story when they're here in the U.S. and then they're having these accomplishments. And it's it's like songs also relate to like where we grew up, you know, and everybody recalls a memory to it, connects to it and says, yeah, I know exactly where I was standing when that song came out. I know how I was feeling. I know that song, how it drove me forward. Mm -hmm. And it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know, what you're saying pills about music mm -hmm. and when I'm talking about neighborhoods it's like there isn't a neighborhood or a function even in the event you're discussing that will survive without music mm -hmm. you know you're walking down a runway on fashion they've got music mm -hmm. you're talking about food at a restaurant they're always playing music you're riding an elevator there's music and there's always music and the other thing is conversation yeah and I feel like what has happened is that we have stopped having the conversation at the level we used to have it we're not sitting outside playing or on the stoop till like the street lights come on you know, we're stuck so much in the algorithm, the hashtag, the post, and presenting this front that we forget that, 
the computer is the computer, the building's the building, but they all have no life until we inject it. Mm. And until we start putting our own flavor into it. And that's what makes music. That's what makes food. That's what mm -hmm. makes culture. That's what makes everything mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, folks, you know, are out there. Unfortunately, you know, there's people losing lives for, for that kind of thing mm -hmm. because they're that passionate about what was instilled into them. Mm -hmm. You know, you something I learned that you're pretty passionate about is that fusion that we were talking about earlier is like you fuse education around real estate and your show which has an element of real estate in it. Um, so I want to just touch on that a little bit with From the Neighborhood. How does that fusion happen? And talk to us about some of the classes and the teaching yeah. that you are injecting into the communities that you follow. So it, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, I derive from being an expert in that space, right? Um, and having had a lot of history there and obviously in the media space. And I try to figure how do you make something that's vital, interesting, like, if I go ahead and I talk to you about, you know, whatever topic that's out there, a lot of times it comes across like either, you know, gloss over and you don't connect to it. And a lot of other times it's just something where it's just, ah, it's too complicated, it's too much. You know what? I'd rather just ignore it. You know, I don't really need to deal with it. Like, if you talk to somebody about, I don't know, say government, right? It seems very boring, very mundane. But mm -hmm. what I try to do is I try to break down the process and make it human, you know, and attach a human being to it because they're actually there in the community. So, you know, I try to embody one of two people. In most cases, it's more so one person than the other when it comes to a topic such as, like, say, real estate. You want to make this inclusive. You know, everybody's going to need to go home to something. And, you know, there's a story in every, every one of these households. Mm -hmm. So let's pull away from the economics and interest rates and all sorts of stuff. But let's get into the conversation of the people who are actually there and see, like, what has led to them to succeed. Whether it was, you know, setbacks of whatever types, let's discover that story. And then I try to embody this in the way of like Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I love and, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Yeah, and it's oh, like, yeah. how do you take complicated <laughs> subjects and make it simple? And, you know, I, I really like take a lot of time to try to figure that out, you know. And then lastly, it's like if I'm inviting in myself into your home, you know, I always think of food. I always think of music, right? Those are things that are accepted everywhere. So, you know, unfortunately, both of these people passed away. But I would think of Anthony Bourdain. Mm -hmm. And I'd say, you know, he was a chef having expert knowledge in the subject, but yet he made you want to taste something through the TV screen. Yeah, Like he made you want to connect. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I try to, I always try to think of those two people. And then music, music just helps us put it together. You know, the three of us here, I just want to say something real quick. The three of us here embody the Hispanic passion points. We got music, home, and comedy. You know, allowing like lifestyle yeah. right here. This yeah. is like three, yeah. we're just missing some food here. And dominoes. <laughs> Domino. Also, really, there's a, a food in Dominican Republic, by the way, is off the chart. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of places, are just not known for what they really are known for to the locals. Like right? what? Like what? Like, for example, I mean, habichuela uh, con dulce, right? Like, oh, that's something see. people are like, sweet beans, I ain't eating that. Right. You know, and this is something that I, once you try it, you can't, you can't get away from it. And, yeah. you know, I like mine's kind of blended in, by the way. <laughs> so there's that. There's different. Bean there's beans there's, that, there's so that, many. But it's, it's also different within the country itself. You know, um, what we do with seafood is I think it's amazing. But then you go inland and it's all about the steak. I mean, we're like Argentinians, you know, with, yeah. with, with what is red meat. Mm -hmm. So, and this is a little island. You know, we're just talking about one. Imagine when you start going across the Caribbean, you know, you start going over to Cuba, which a lot of people know, Cuban cuisine and so forth. But, you know, how do you, you start saying to yourself, how do you know about Cuban cuisine when the country was locked down? Mm -hmm. 
you know, but you don't know about Dominican cuisine? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you not know so much about Puerto Rican cuisine, you know, or Jamaican cuisine, right? We're all there. Mm-hmm. And we have had, you know, as Latinos Out Loud is an awesome hey. show because we're a mixture of everything. Yes. You know, you and, know, and we loud. <laughs> and you know what I've been telling people? If we're going to talk about evolution, you guys talked about like the evolution of what you guys do. Latinos Out Loud has also evolved. I mean, we continue to evolve. But something that I've been feeling in my heart in like the last year or so is that Latinos Out Loud has evolved to being more than just a podcast. It, to me, it's a lifestyle. We encourage. I always say this, but like we implore, we encourage. We are highlighting the fact that we all need to live as Latinos out loud. We need mm. to tell our stories out loud, our real estate stories, our stories at home, music stories, all the stories to live out loud because that's how we build unity, right? We exchange the stories and we also let everybody know who's not Latino out there that we're here. We don't need the numbers. We just need the volume. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. So I just, I want to. We, we always sit in the back and we always got our heads down, working hard, right? Wherever it is, whether it's in the factory or in the office, it's always like that. We're always just quiet, just getting our work done and moving on. And the minute we speak, people are like, oh my God, I got to listen. <laughs> you know, the passion is coming out and they want to hear more of it. And, you know, I think that, you know, at home, we're always raised to be like, you know, respectful of your elders. There's a, there's a lot of that, like very you know, not rigidness, but like there's a lot of this respect of the hierarchy, right? Yeah. Um, we look at our grandmothers and our grandparents as like, you know, gods on earth, right? Lords of our home. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go to work and we're the same way. And I'm like, there's so much that we're not giving to people that if they had a taste of it, I mean, like, it's just, it's just moving the ball forward, right? It's bringing us closer together, but we have to share it. Correct. We have to share it. And I think a lot of times we, we feel, we feel afraid. Oh no, you know, everybody speaks English here. I'm not going to go ahead and put that out there, but you know what? The money will come, right? They'll see the investment value. Mm-hmm. They'll see for programs, for scholarships, for community investment, for so many more things if we're out there in the open. Well, I have a question for you guys. Speaking about being out there and talking about living as a Latino out loud, how do you each live as a Latino out loud? What are some of your methods? And I ask this because, and I ask this of a lot of guests, because what I find is that you do it sometimes consciously, sometimes subconsciously in your craft at home. And I love, I nerd out. I love to hear more about this. Um, oftentimes we get like performers or actors that say that they live as a Latino, out loud on their set, on sets. Like, you know, they're handed a script and it may say one thing and they're supposed to say it one way, but they live Latino out loud and like, wait a minute, a Latino would not say it like this. So I'm going to say it like that and hope the director, you know, mm-hmm. embraces that. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they do in the stories that we've heard. But I want to hear from you guys in your respective lives and lifestyles and <laughs> audiences, DJs, realtors, real estate. I try, I try to, I try to keep my tan as long as I can. I feel it's just that tune literally. <laughs> no, no, hey, the winter months are tough in New York, man. I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Living out loud is like also an appearance thing. No, okay. I, I do, I do definitely feel that, you know, at the end of the day, this is who I am. And and I didn't I didn't choose to be this or not be this. This is just the way it is. This is who you are. And if I can be a good representation of who we are, then I'm doing my part. And if I can set, represent Latinos as being somebody who's welcoming and willing to have a conversation with you across the line, all right, we'll have a different conversation. But, you know, that's just that comes to the very basics, right, of just being a human being. Yeah. I don't want there to be a preconceived notion of who we are. Who we are is just as much as who somebody else is. You know, we, we're breathing the same air. 
We're using the same facilities. Mm -hmm. You know, we have the same concerns. We're all trying to move forward in this life. So I don't want there to ever be a judgment on a Latino just because they're being Latino. It's it's let's invite the door. Let's open it up. Let's let let them embrace it. You know, potluck at the office. Bring your favorite plate. But we have to allow this to happen. Otherwise, you know, we are just going to build these walls. And a lot of times the walls are just walls of fear, you know, where, you know, you look at certain things and you're like, that's that's against a norm that I'm accustomed to. And you're like, well, that's something I'm accustomed to. But and and, and it's frivolous. It's to be the smallest thing. But just putting it out there and being like, hey, look, let me invite you into my world where, you know, this is bachata. You want to give it a shot there. You know, she's going to step all over your feet. Do it, though. What? You know what I'm saying? Do it. Give it, a, give it a shot because you never know if that's the joy you bring to somebody's life. And then, bam, you just made a connection and Latinos are seen in a whole nother light. Word. Well, good segue. Bachata, music, pills. You, I don't, I'm not going to follow what the, what the first time. <laughs> you do not want me to follow you that shit. No, I'm not. I am. I, this is me. This is the Latino I am. I'm loud as fuck. <laughs> You are the definition of a Latino out loud. That Anthony gave you like the whole, like, I was like, was, I was taking notes. I was like, damn. Like, it was great. My it man really is great. killing it. It was great. I was like, jeez. No, I was like, oh, yeah, I was like yeah, I'm Latino. All right, peace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loud. Well, I know. And because, <laughs> this is funny. because you're my friend, I could probably answer this for you. Ahead, or go. if I can answer it as your publicist slash friend go right ahead, now. Publicist, go Um. I would say that Kevin Pills Montano lives out loud in every facet of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm not going to talk too much about your family life, but, you know, you have a lot of cultures happening mm -hmm. yep. with family. And, and, I, and you are loud about who you are, oh, yeah. where you're from, and where your kids are from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I got to shout you out on. Mm -hmm. But then when it comes to your craft, you've certainly been living as a Latino out loud because you are the one... Yeah, that have been fighting for DJs and fighting for recognition for the DJs for a very long time. And I don't know if they all know that. I don't know if they all know about the fights that you have in the boardrooms when you're fighting for advertiser dollars, for sponsorships for the events that educate these DJs, yeah. or when you're fighting for them and their paychecks from labels and mm -hmm. things like that. So yeah. that's, to me, living out, loud. living out loud. There you go. Good job, Rachel. Yeah, we, we need soldiers on all levels, man. I'm like the yeah, most, and I answer on behalf of my guests. Yeah, I could do this whole show. Tell you something. Me and Rachel, we've been in the ballroom. We had to present one time, and, and I have to say, I was like, yo, we were going back and forth on the presentation, and she's just like, she's good. Yeah, she's good. That's, that's dope. She's, she's that's good. Dope. In the ball. So how do you do it, Rachel? Are you like, are you like, uh, you know, windows down, volume up with the perico de piao in your car or something like that? Like, how do you represent Latinos on the? Let me hear you now. <laughs> well, the lifestyle, yeah. So the lifestyle is, and because I'm biracial and got a lot of cultures up in me too and shit. Yeah, like I live out loud for everything that I stand for, um, and I certainly preach from the Raptors where I'm from and how beautiful it is to have two cultures on my side. But I think it's also important to live as a Latina out loud, if I can bring in the female point of view for a moment, because we have an uphill battle in many, you know, facets of life. And I'll just talk comedy and my career. Um, we are underrepresented, you know, there yeah. comedy is 
not like, you know, there's not a lot of Latina comics mm -hmm. that we have to look up to. I mean, there are some icons in the making right now because I think we're getting that recognition and, and more visibility now so that more so than ever. But like I had this exercise the other day with a girlfriend of mine because we were thinking about how to decorate an event that we're producing. And I was like, remember that Carol Burnett picture where she's in the big chair and she's got the hat on? It's an iconic comedy picture. And I, I asked all of us in the room, I'm like, are there any iconic Latina comedians captured in a mm -hmm. photo shoot like that? No. Mm -mm. I don't no. think so. It's, it, you know, it's so crazy. That's it's like terrible, we, we guys. There's so there's so little documentation of our own history and contributions. You know, it's no wonder that there's shows that like what's coming out now, right? You know, our guy John Linguizamo is coming up with this this show. Um, I think it's going to be on PBS soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need that. And Netflix. Oh, and we it was Lily Tomlin. I don't think it was Carol Burnett. It was Lily Tomlin. It was one of those iconic comedian, um, female comedians. Yeah. But we need it to your Com point. Comedy is a medicine. Mm -hmm. And when you when when I go back to the point of trying to break things down, like comedy does it like nothing else, you know, music will bring it into you smooth like Vaseline, you know what I'm saying, or or it gets you into the groove or whatever. It, but comedy is 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 like you can go as real as you can, but as long as you got that grin going and people got a smile, they're gonna get it. That's funny because yeah, we use it. Um, I think I'll speak for some comedians. Is that like we get away sometimes with murder? Like yeah. we get away with stuff that mm -hmm. you can just pull out yeah. the comedy card. Like people, relax. It's comedy. It's just a joke. It's just a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's yeah. that crutch. But yeah, I mean, the world of comedy is becoming more and more PC, if you will. Like mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. a lot of comedians I think has changed the vernacular mm -hmm. to be accepted universally and to get their special. Mm -hmm. So that's a whole other conversation. Wow. Um, we've got to wrap this up, but I want to hear from you guys about, all right, so two things. One, um, I asked this question of most all of the guests. Um, so I'm going to ask you two right now. I'll give you a second to ponder on it. But knowing where you are now, both of you in your fields, in your respective careers, what is something that you would say to younger Anthony starting out? What is something that you would say to younger Pills just starting out, knowing what you know today? Because what I think the Eloeleros have told me is that those younger Pills and those younger Anthonys are listening right now and they could use those words of advice on how to maneuver, mm. how to get there, how to be the entrepreneur, how to take your passions and make them your path. Well, I mean, Pills has got to bring headphones to the next <laughs> DJ session. <laughs> That's hilarious. That was so funny. I got to get headphones. I can tell you a million stories. I'm going to tell you that right now. But, wow. Go ahead. You go first. I mean, a you sure you have to go first? Because then you're going to complain. Why you let me go first? No, you want me to fall? Because I ain't going to follow that up. No, because that question, <laughs> that question is, is difficult. Because of all the different hats that I had to wear. So when you're saying a younger in what? Younger in... Because, mm. mm. for example, right? I used to do clubs, right? Bro, don't mess this up. Our social security depends on it. <laughs> <laughs> so so it, it's, that's why I'm saying it. So for Anthony... I think you say, oh, I wish I would have been in a... Just a younger Kevin. Where was, I mean... I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I'm a devil. I mean, I was a baller, but I would have been taller. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat. Six-form Paul. There you go. 
It's crazy. Nah, I don't know. You it's, got it. It's on the tip of your tongue. Nah, it's a couple, you don't but it's a couple. It, so just say them all. So, so I, I went to school, right? You and, did? Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> fool me. No, just kidding. You left it open, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I fell through the door. If you open the door and just creak it, I'm going to push it through. Whoa. <laughs> you know, now what I'm trying to do now, as far as getting everybody to know about their business, I think back then I relied too much on this is my boy on word instead of on actual business. Paper? Paper. Yeah. Right? You know how everybody says, oh, you have to paper up, right? Back then, we didn't. Word is bond. Yeah, the word was bond. That's what right? it is. Yeah, but but that, word, that word is like, this is the bond. Word is gone. gone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he's right. The word is gone. Yeah. The word is gone. It's gone. So I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to keep this as small as possible, but there were so many deals that if I would have had the right paperwork, I would not be in this situation. Not saying that I'm in a bad situation, but I'm saying I would have been in a different situation yeah. if my paperwork was right. Mm. That's, that's I, right now, I guess, you know. Those are great words for people I listening. Think, Absolutely. Why so, you got to so, speak before my paper? So, so it's very important, right? <laughs> you know how you be like, you say, for example, oh, this lawyer... It's going to charge me $300 to read this contract. Yeah. And you're like, $300? That's a lot. Yep. But that $300 could have been $300,000, $300 million. Mm. And you didn't take that time to spend that $300. Think about it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. It's only $300. And it's only $300. And now? Charge. Then you just look at people. You're spend like, spend that money today. Don't regret it tomorrow. That's yeah, what, that's yeah. what that was an investment. That's what you were talking about. Yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. I, you said younger pills, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, younger pills wasn't thinking about it. Younger pills, yeah. like like I'm, a little pills, like a bite size. I was, I, I was like, like a, a chewable, little, like, yeah. like like a tic tac. Yeah, there you go, little tic tac, <laughs> tic tac pills. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't think about it. That's, that's it. great advice. I you made me think of certain things that I signed without reading. Or things that I went off of the strength of verbal mm. agreement. Yeah, verbal. Especially with friends, you know, people you call friends. Yeah, Talk. great advice. Anthony, wow. what would you like to say to young Antonicito, Antonio? Yeah, muchacho, diablo. <laughs> no, but honestly, though, there's uh, there's so many things that I think, I think there's one thing that I got to say. I mean, coming back to the space again, having been in it before, tried it before, and and not understand the business side of it, and now coming back to it, like older, wiser, I wish I could go back to myself and be like, listen, dig through whatever books, libraries, go to whatever conferences you got to get to, just get exposed into the space. Just get exposed. Don't, whatever's inside of you, it's a business. It's a service. It's necessary. For some reason, it got put in you. You know, and to shun it out for a while and, you know, and think like, no, you know, I fit in this box, in this box, because these are boxes already created by others. Is probably the biggest disservice you could do to yourself. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, um, there was no need for Picasso's painting or or, you know, Da Vinci's work. It's they decided to and they didn't negotiate that. And if I could go back and tell myself something, I'd be like, listen, decide, don't negotiate, and just continue on. 
And, um, you know, when you're messing around with a tape deck and you're playing around with a kid and, you know, you're pausing it so you can talk over the DJ who's talking right now. So then you could go back to the song. You know, I feel like, man, you, you, why didn't you just continue that? You know, and and having, you know, having this spark of creativity and marketing and putting and seeing business opportunities where things can come together. Like that's something that I die to find the right person like that today. You know, and meanwhile, this stuff was in you the whole time. If you would have just given it the attention, that would appear. Like, build it and they will come. Yeah. I would say, you know, stick with it because you build it, it will come. Anthony, you, I mean, he says, I mean. I think we should be charging people to listen to this episode. But but to the point of of that, you, you bring back what you have inside, right? But it's something that you, that no one can take from you is that. If you're a creator and you're creative and you can create and you have ideas and you can, it's always people, a lot of people don't have that. Mm. And a lot of people this day are living and making money on you, what you have created. Because when you did it, you did it because you just, you just that guy. You, you can come up with an idea and give it and people will take that. Mm. In my, in my, in my, I'm not going to say how many years I've been. I've been in this game, right? Yeah. But I have created, through the evolution, I have given gifts to people. Right? I didn't have paperwork. Yeah. So people forgot about it. Oh, time, they forget. But being giving, I give these wonderful gifts of creation. I created a lot of things, and a lot of people making money on it. Cool. At the end, you know when you go to sleep that you're creative, that you could create, and you could take that. Take that. It's a gift. Keep going, because you're always gonna have that in you. Yes, and the gift is sometimes given to the gift giver. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that you giving the gift, thinking that you're giving the gift to the gift recipient. Mm-hmm. You gotta think about the gift because the gift is actually in the gift and gives back to the gift giver. I hope. I Did hope. you follow that? Yeah, hell no, I get it. And, and, but, and, but, and, and, but, and but if it doesn't, <laughs> but if it doesn't, as long as you go to sleep and say, I gave a gift. Yeah. That's big. Huge. So we're, big. we're giving something to the youth now. And if it's we big. have gone back and given something to ourselves, obviously it would have been, you know, stick with our guns and so forth and maybe get a little more educated, like you said, on the on the paperwork and so forth. It's just that that's, that's it's sad. But listen, it's sad because originally and anytime you do something and you do it from here, if there's paperwork or no paperwork, when you giving it is a gift, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. at the end of the day. It should now society makes it look like you have to have it because right. then you won't eat. Right. But originally you don't do it because of that. You do it because you want to help. Right. And you want to be able to say, hey, you, yeah. you should, you know, I think you should be doing this, this, this and that. And then all of a sudden you don't see that person for like some money years and they're doing that. Yeah, it happens. And you're like, yeah, Diablo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that happens. That happens. But at the end, if you leave this earth, you always have to say, I just gave you a gift. Yeah. Right. And I throw my mic down. You actually, you you gave two things away to the younger, uh, you know, like the younger version of you, the younger kids who are out there listening to this whole thing. You gave two things away, which is one, just give without thinking of a return. Yes. And then you talked about business and paperwork and so forth. I I feel like I I should give another one. 
Here's a bonus, Gabe. Go ahead. If 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 we're talking about kids today, I would say, you know, turn off what you're watching on your phone. Look at it and take treat it like a grain of salt. You know, a lot of these kids are falling under too much pressure to be too much too fast, mm-hmm. not understanding the grit that takes time, right? To mm-hmm. like this is that's this is a cool. marathon. Mm-hmm. So when you see in this thing on Instagram, this isn't necessarily a real representation of life. Mm-hmm. So don't take it upon yourself to beat yourself up about something or to feel like you're behind or play. Don't play the comparative race. Mm-hmm. Race your race. Right. Because at the end of the day, you want to be as authentic as you can be. Because just like just like when you DJ the first time and, you know, you didn't have the headphones on and we were talking, we made the whole joke about faking it, yeah. right? You don't want to live a fake life. Yeah. So right. you it's could watch it. fulfilling. Yeah, you could watch that. But just know that there's a business behind it for you watching it. Of course. Take it as a grain of salt. Pick up that one gold nugget that maybe there was in the, maybe it was in there in that message. But then start building your own. Yeah. That's, that's what I would see. Yeah, that was good. Okay, well, now is the time of the show where we got to shout out the handles. All right, you guys, you've got Dominicana Music Week coming up. Tell them the dates, the website, how they can find more information. You said it, DominicanaMusicWeek.com. It's going to be April 25th to the 28th in Dominican Republic, Santo Domingo, en el Fray Anton de Montesinos. Anthony, tell them who Fray Anton de Montesinos is. And so he was a Spanish Dominican <laughs> friar who was on the mission uh, in his the island of Hispaniola at that time, right? And he did not like the treatment for the ones who were enslaved. And he basically spoke against that. Uh, by the way, amazing monument that's there because it's literally a man with his hand up by his face shouting out into like, I don't know, into the horizon. He was a friar out loud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the friar out loud. So we're trying, to, we're, trying to, we're trying to raise our voice into the world yes. and tell them that we're here. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So this, I, think, I, think it's, I think it's absolutely awesome, by the way, the venue you picked and the fact that, you know, it's at the friar. Um, and this is something that if you guys haven't been to the Dominican Republic, we have amazing monuments. I mean, you have... Also in the capital, Faro de Colón, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that was so he came over. Obelisco yeah. with the hermana Mirabal. There you go. On the malecón. This gentleman came over from Spain in 1475. So, you know, he is a Spaniard who then became Dominicano. Yeah. You know? That's <laughs> what's up. Okay. And so do you want to drop your handle? That's it. That's it. Just, Instagram. Yeah, Mr. Pills. Okay. At, at Instagram, it. yeah. That's it. A Latin mix. Latino mix. Oh, check out. Latinomix.com there you with go. two X's. At Latino Mix Radio. Check oh, out check out my boy from the neighborhood from the and neighborhood. his show. Yes, so, plug the show, Anthony. Thank, thank you so much. So from the neighborhoods on, on Latino Mix, we debut a brand new episode every Saturday at 11 o'clock. And you guys can definitely get the updates whether you're going to Latino Mix Radio on Instagram, latinomix.com, or you downloaded the app. I'm on there, and you can check me out on my website, whether it's from the neighborhood.com or any of the social media words, uh, the social media handles, I'm sorry. Those three words will get you there, from the neighborhood. All right. I want to thank you both for your time. Thanks for having me in your house. And hey. I kind of like took over the crib right now in the host seat. We like you here, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, cool. It might, it might be a new home for you. So. I love it. I could use another home. Yeah. I mean, all the rich people have homes in Long Island. So what? Mine's a studio. <laughs> we got we got, we got got beaches. We got beaches, too. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm going out to my other home in Long Island. Oh, you have a nice house out there? No, it's just a studio that I do my podcast there you from. Go, there you go. Um, it's the Hamptons. Thanks, friends. I want to Shout out Anthony Fernandez and, of course, my boy Kevin Pills Montano. This has been Latinos Out Loud, LOL and LI. I want to thank 
Uh, Triple R Triple back R. there. Uh, hi, Randy. Trying to go to sleep. I know. Or is he asleep? I see a hand raised. So maybe he's just like sleepwalking over there. You know, Latinos run a third and fourth job every day. <laughs> exactly. Work until midnight. Hey, give us a call. No big whoop. 978-LATINOS. Make sure you follow us at We Are Latinos Out Loud. You can follow me at Rachel La Loca. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-La Loca. Thank you so much, Eloeleros. Hello. 